Welcome to the Lighthouse Financial Advisors Money Over 50 podcast with Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Lighthouse Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50 with Dallas and Michael. Uh, today we're talking about depreciation. It's probably one of the least understood line items. <laughs> it is. Um, so we're, we're talking about this in relation, Dallas, to to rental properties. Yep. So, Primarily, aren't we? Yeah. I thought I'd better check with you there. No, no, this is, your topic. this is my topic. This is my topic or, or my rant, depending on how the, how the podcast goes. I, something I feel weirdly strongly about so uh, as you can probably tell by my the title I came with which is why depreciation is a real expense and not just a tax deduction so mm. you're dead right where predominantly rental properties you hear this about sometimes when it comes to cars and machinery all those other things but that more relates to operating businesses the the thing that most well, many people that are listening to this podcast may have or may have heard of depreciation as it relates to um, yeah rental properties so depreciation, what it, what it really is, I guess the, the, the definition from Webster's Dictionary, which I've just looked up, is depreciation is a reduction in the value of an asset over time due in particular to wear and tear. So yep. we kind of know what, what that means and it sort of lines up with, you know, if you, if you have a brand new house, uh, it, it depreciates over time. It becomes less valuable. Obviously, a, a $30,000 house is more beaten up more more worn out looking more you know more prone to having things go wrong than a brand new house so depreciation you know as you said the definition of what it actually is the reduction in the value of that asset over time due to wear and tear now there's the reason this ties into rental properties a lot is that people see depreciation somehow as a as a positive thing when it comes to their rental property and the reason for that is that you actually get you get a tax deduction for it so you actually get you get a, a you can claim a deduction of up to two percent per year of the, the capital works as they call it basically the value of the the buildings on that house. So again, to use simple round numbers, if you've got a four hundred thousand uh, dollar property and the land value is two hundred and the building uh, value is two hundred, you can basically claim claim a deduction of 2.5% of the $200,000 building value, which is what they would call the capital works, 2.5% per year for 40 years. So with quick maths, that's 100% of the value. So the theory there being that over 40 years, the actual building, the structure itself will be worn down and essentially worth nothing. It'll, it'll replace the entire it'll building over 40 years. It'll, it'll, is this a little like bit like... George Washington's uh, axe or, or Thessius? Yeah, I was going to say uh, George Washington's axe, isn't yeah, it? Like yeah, it's exactly. A, it had, um, this, this is a good old... This 40-year-old rental property, it's, it's, a, it's a great old property. It's been really good. We've replaced the roof, the walls, the, you know, redid the foundations, re, 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 redone yeah. this. We've painted it three times. We've put in new aircon. Is it still the same property? It is, but according to the ATO, it's, it's not. Yeah. And that's, a, that's what they talk about. Tell us... Uh, the story about the axe again. Like, what is it? So George Washington's axe is. Uh, I don't even know where this came from. It's the, the theory of you know, 
George Washington's father's axe that he'd replaced the handle four times and the head three times. Yeah. And it's a thought experiment of basically, is yeah. it the same axe? If you've yeah. replaced all the component parts. Yeah. Um, so, so people talk about it as if it's yeah. the same axe, but it's yeah. all yeah. of the components. The handle's been replaced three times yeah. and, the, yeah. and, so and, the, and, the, and the axe head has been replaced twice. This, so. this is one of those things that philosophers <laughs> have spent years of their life debating about. Yes. Is, is there something inherent in the nature of the axe that makes it George Washington's axe? Or is it... Yes if you replace all the parts. And, but for the purpose of this, you know, we won't get into, we won't get into the, the philosophy of it, but yep. um, essentially, yeah, that's the point they're making. And this, this ties into a, a topic that we've just spoken about recently about um, the, the costs of, of holding property in, in our recent yes. uh, listener question podcast. Yeah, so, so I think with a vehicle, people can inherently understand depreciation a lot easier because you buy a $60,000 vehicle and if you do use it for work, it depreciates. And um, actually, I think the rate's even higher. It's (coughs) 22.5% on a vehicle. So so that vehicle, obviously, over a period of 10 years will only be worth to sell conceivably $10,000 or or thereabouts. Yeah. Um, so it's depreciated by fifty thousand dollars. So yep. you, you're actually claiming the uh, effectively the the effects of wear and tear yep. on that vehicle, even though no one is taking yeah ten thousand dollars a year off you this in that in that example exactly right. And this each is, year, um, and with a vehicle, yeah, with the vehicle, most of the time. Um, people aren't actually upgrading it over no. time. It's just losing value. That's right. And they sell it yep. for less. Yep. With a with a house, it's different. It's exactly. a permanent structure. Yep. And and um, so to follow that example through, yep. If you had a house and land that was valued at seven hundred thousand dollars, yep. And they said the land is worth three hundred thousand dollars. The structure of that house is yep. worth four hundred thousand dollars. Yep. At the two and a half percent depreciation rate, you'd yep. be able to claim ten thousand dollars of depreciation yep. each and every year. Now, now let's follow that example on. Yep. So, a rental property, you have um, rent coming in on that on that seven hundred thousand dollars total package. Yes. Let's say I'm going to be generous here. Let's say it's twenty five thousand dollars a year. Yep. Um, if that rent coming in at twenty five thousand dollars a year, that would be taxable income to you before deducting allowable expenses um, so in this simple example uh, although you're getting $25,000 of rent for that yep. year yep. Um, depreciation of $10,000 would be subtracted yep. off that figure mm-hmm. no one's come in and taken $10,000 this, 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 this year this, this, this year thing, <laughs> yeah, so, so this is what they call a non-cash expense. A non-cash and expense. That's a great way to think of it is it, it, it's, not, it's not money coming out of your bank account for that depreciation. So it feels like a free lunch. feels like a free lunch. What happens is you actually, instead of being taxed on the $25,000 of rent that yeah. you receive, um, they, they uh, subtract this arbitrary figure, this yeah. non-cash flow yeah. expense of depreciation, 2.5%. Yeah. On the property value of four, oh, sorry, on the house yeah. value of four hundred thousand dollars, yeah. and you instead only pay tax or taxable income on fifteen thousand dollars yeah. of of um, of net rental. Yes. Uh, before we look at all the other expenses, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So, so 
um, people do think it's a great thing because of the fact that they use depreciation yeah. to effectively Minimize help them negatively gear yeah. a rental property or to, to have a, a lower income. Yeah. However, there is a but. Well, well this is, I, I feel like depreciation is like many other uh, tax deductions where it's yep. seen as a good, but the point is you, you, have to, you have to spend the money. The reason you are getting that tax deduction is because that is a cost that is being incurred to you. Now, where yes. it gets confusing is it may not be getting incurred every single year. You might not have spent $10,000 on you know, replacing a bathroom or doing something like that mm. in this year. But that's an estimate that the ATO... So the ATO doesn't give out deductions for nothing. No. It's, it's not a free lunch. The reason they're doing it is because they go, over 40 years, this is a reflection of the true cost of, of basically replacing assets within the capital works within that property. Yes. So you, you get that $10,000. It is a tax deduction to you, but it's a tax deduction because it's an expense that it's reasonably expected you are going to incur yes. in, in the future. So that's, that's the big thing for me is it, I, I sometimes I think, am, am I crazy? I don't, I don't there's, there's a thing of, like many tax deductions, you know, how many times have we talked to yeah. people that go, the good thing about this expense or, you know, whether it's cars, whether it's whatever expenses in their in their life, where yes. if people can claim a tax deduction for something, they get very excited about it. Not not sort of seeing the other side of that is it had to cost them something to get the tax deduction. That's right. So depreciation really just spreads out your tax deductions of money that you're going to spend on the property yep. each and every year. If I had yep. to sum it up in in that analogy, because yep. um, the um, we talked about some figures in a listener question podcast yep. from Mike where we um, went into uh, how to sell rental properties yeah. either now or before you retire at retirement. I went through some figures and, um, for example, I said that every 20 years on a property, you would generally need to replace the bathrooms, the kitchen, and the floor coverings yep. for a total cost of ballpark $50,000. Yep. So here's, here's the example. You can't double dip with depreciation. Yep. So you own a property. Yep. You claim $10,000 of depreciation yep. for every you know, every year for the first five years. Yep. However, um, you know, because you bought the property yep. in, and it was already 15 years like, old yep. when you got it, um, here comes a $50,000 expense yep. in you year five of you owning that. You can't double dip. So yep. That fifty thousand dollars of new kitchen, new yep. bathrooms, yep. Uh, new floor coverings, yeah, is seen as capital improvements to an already depreciated asset building. Yep. So there's no double. People get really confused about that. So yep. so they think, well, we've just spent fifty thousand dollars. That's a tax deduction for yep. this year. No, no, it's not. Um, right. You've actually claimed that in your prior years depreciation. Yeah. So there's no double dipping. And this this is where, um, you know. You, if you own a rental property and you and you don't have a depreciation, so depreciation schedule is the thing that your accountant does up. It yep. basically calculates what are the capital, what what are the capital um, works of that of that property. How have they been depreciated? How are they being depreciated in the future? Mm. So you basically have a schedule of you can claim this much. This is the capital works. This is how much you can claim each year, and all of these improvements um, affect that and, and are a part of that. But but you're dead right. I think that's the confusing thing is that it's, you can't double dip. So you can't then go, well, I've spent that $50,000. That's now a straight out tax deduction to me. Uh, and and that's that's exactly what, a good example in round numbers there where 
you've claimed that on the way through. The reason that you get that $10,000 deduction is that it's reasonably expected that at some stage you will have to outlay $50,000 to, to put that property, that, to put that building back in the, uh, you know, in the same sort of structural condition yes. that it was. So that's, that's the big one for me is that, you know, I feel like the, the title that I, that, I, that I came up with here is, is the main point to get across and, and we just have to talk for 20 minutes to explain what I mean by that. But that depreciation is a real expense. It's not just a free lunch. It's not just a tax deduction. Yeah, look, it, it certainly is. And it's, it's really, um, to use another analogy, it's, it's how we advocate. Depreciation really is like a bills account, a bill mm. paying account. So a bill paying account says your uh, rates, insurance, yeah. and yeah. Um, Everything else know, various true. other costs that come in once a year are going to be $10,000 for the year. Yeah. And imagine they all came out on the same day, on yeah. the 31st of, Decem- of yeah. December. Yeah. Um, what you would do yeah. every week you'd put $200 that you get a paid, week you would it. put $200 away um, from yeah. your weekly pay into that bill paying account. Yeah. Think of that like depreciation. Yeah. Uh, it's just spreading that out yeah. because you know that cost's going to come. So yeah. what depreciation really does is uh, is allow you to claim as a tax deduction yeah. on those, on those uh, I guess, every single year, yeah. the costs that are going to come in in one big lump sum <coughs> yeah. at some stage in the future. Now, it's not, it, it won't line up exactly, but it's, it's going to be thereabouts. Yeah. So if you're claiming $10,000 depreciation every year, on your property, a lot of people think they're actually double dipping here. I'm getting yeah. $25,000 rent. Yeah. Um, I'm only getting taxed on $15,000 because I'm claiming $10,000 depreciation, but no one's actually coming in and taking yeah. $10,000. Yeah. Well, they are going to yeah, at some stage. Yeah. And, and whilst it mightn't exactly equate to that amount, yeah. what will happen at some stage is that the you'll have to put back yeah, into that, that property about $10,000. I I think the one that um, confuses a lot of people is, and we sort of touched on this, is once you break down the value of a of a property into land value versus you know capital mm. works, you, you can kind of understand this a bit better because mm. you know people say I bought this property for five hundred thousand, or sorry, in your case, I bought this property for seven hundred thousand. The the building's worth four hundred, the land's worth three hundred. We can kind of understand that over time what will tend to happen is that the, the land value will go up because it's you bought that as it is, it will normally keep pace with inflation. Yep. And we won't get into the whole thing of then what land values will do over time and yeah, all the rest of it. But you would say that there's no there's no real, um, there's no depreciation on that land. The land is mm-hmm. what it is. In 30 years time, the condition of that, it's gonna be the same it's asset. Be the same. So to keep it simple, if you said, <coughs> it keeps pace with inflation, it, it grows by what our wages grow by. It's the same asset. In 40 years' time, you could sell that asset for, for the same amount indexed to inflation. Your building, on the other hand, if you've got a $400,000 house, you, people can intuitively understand that if I go and look at two properties, in this case, next door to each other, the land value is the same. If one of them has a 40-year-old house on it and one of them has a brand-new house on it, that one's going to be worth far more. And, and you see well, this. With, there's a, there's a real-life story um, um, uh, Client of ours yeah. actually uh, bought a house in Townsville just the other day. So it was a deceased estate. Yeah. The house was in significant disrepair. Yeah. Yeah. He basically got the house for, for what the land value was worth. Yep. Yeah. Um, because it, 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 in an extreme, it had been depreciated. Well, 
He's got a lot of hard work ahead of him. <laughs> but, well, well, I mean, you can say that he, he, he may have got a good deal. Yeah. Um, we, who knows? He's, but like, he's, like, he has, he's bought the land. He's, bought he's the actually land. bought the land. And so the house had been depreciated down to such a state of disrepair yep. that that yep. he he bought the house for yep. essentially what the land was worth. Yeah, and that's that's a good example of it. You know, again, if you looked at say now three buildings, three houses next door to each other, all the same land value. Hmm. One that's brand new, you know, it's worth seven hundred thousand because there's just been four hundred thousand dollars spent on the builder. And that's about what his house is worth. Yeah, over, over the road, immediately yeah, over yeah, the road. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because it's it's, it's a, yeah. he's, he's put a lot it's of work a, into it. Yeah. And then you got it's a beautiful Queenslander, yeah. but but it's he's, he's put so much work into it, and so it's it's worth about that much. Yeah. yeah. And that's I think the thing where if you look at the asset that you're actually buying, in, in this case, it makes it very clear cut because you you go there's a there's a brand new house. That, that's worth the yeah. building is worth four hundred thousand. Whether you've yeah. done it or whether you have to go and pay someone to build that house for you, that's a four hundred thousand dollar cost of that. Yes. The twenty year old house next door starting to fall to pieces a bit. If you're going to go and buy that, you really got to go and you've got to budget for the fact that hey, I'm going to I'm going to be spending significant amounts on this. I probably need to replace the aircon. I probably need to repaint. I need to do all these things to bring it back up to scratch to the house next door to it. Yep. And then the third house next door, which is what you're talking about here, of the, the house is just a knockdown job. You go, no one's probably lived in it well, for three years, and it's just well. How he actually became the owner of it? Yeah. The the auction was on. He, he lives across the, across the road, so he walked yeah. across the road to the auction. Mm. There was no interest. Yeah. It was a deceased estate. Yeah. Um, reading between the lines, it sounds like the adult children yeah, just wanted, just to, wanted to, to obviously yeah. um, sell it, and uh, so he picked it up for basically what the land was yeah. was was worth, yeah. um, and maybe. Ten or twenty thousand dollars on yeah. top. I, I'm not too sure. Um, so, but it, it, it was very, very close to being fully. Yeah. If you if you like depreciated, where no work yeah. had been put into the house yeah. for for so long. And that's that's exactly right. Like if you if you think about that from the perspective of that property, that knockdown job, you you don't yeah you know, when that when the the deceased estate, the person that bought that, assume they bought it forty years ago. They bought the block of land. They built this brand new house. They've lived in it for forty years. It was even—I think it was a seventy-year-old house. Yeah, it, it yeah, hadn't so been repaired for forty it, years. Yeah, so it's probably been sitting there. But, <laughs> but that's, I guess, the point is—is is you go, they've 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 incurred that cost to build it. They yeah. don't get to claim if you build it for four hundred thousand dollars. You don't get to claim a four hundred thousand dollars tax mm. deduction. What you actually get to do is you build it, and then you get to claim that you know ten thousand dollars a year for 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 forty years. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how depreciation really works in terms of the tax deduction. But that's the the big point. And I think, as you said, we're mainly talking about rental properties here. But this is this applies to everything. Wherever you see accounting and it says depreciation, and people go, "Oh, forget about that. It's it's not a, it's not a real expense." Yeah. A, and, and people, I mean, we're talking about ten thousand dollars a year as an example here. And and I and I think there'd be a lot of people listening here thinking, "There's no way that that." Maintenance on a house is ten thousand dollars a year. Well, yeah. well, it is. Yeah. I'm a homeowner, yeah. and I've been keeping a record. And I actually know that it is. So, um, going back to that, yeah, to that, example. to that recent podcast that we did with the listener question from Mike about the rental properties, um, I came up with a seven and a half thousand dollar a year uh, maintenance cost. Yep. And I said, I'm sure to have forgotten some things. Yeah, we and, we, and we have. We were just <laughs> having a coffee this morning with a colleague and he said, you forgot about a new roof every 20 years for yeah. about $20,000. Yeah. So that's an extra $1,000 a year when you look at it. So yeah. um, that adds it up to 
yeah. eight and a half thousand dollars. I won't go into all of the detail of that, but but really, it's a paint inside and out every fifteen years for a ballpark of forty thousand uh, dollars. It's a replace split system air conditioners uh, or heaters if you're in. I, I don't, actually I don't know how heating works. But we, we, <laughs> I was, we, you're going to get outside we, of your zone. We live in you, North Queensland, you so know you need North Queensland houses. You need a house no with with split system air conditioners in every single bedroom. Yeah. They cost you $20,000 and they last for about 15 years. Yeah. Um, so it's replacing bathrooms, kitchen, floor coverings every 20 years for the cost of $50,000. Yeah. Miscellaneous, about $1,000 a year in yeah. plumbers and uh, and roof, as yeah. we just yeah. were, were uh, spilled this morning, is an extra $1,000 per year. So eight, we're at $8,500 per year yeah. and... and um, like I said, there is still stuff that I'm sure to forget. Yeah. Uh, personally, I can add termite damage to my house. That's uh, that happened a couple of years ago, so yeah. that cost us yeah three and a half thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, all told, so yeah. so um, I forgot termite checks every year. Again, you might live in an area that has yeah. a lot of termites, but um, that's something that we certainly do yeah. face here in North Queensland. And there's probably all sorts of expenses in the rest of the country the that we don't have. That yeah. we don't know about. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I think that's... It's so you're up around the $10,000 a year easily yeah. Yeah. with with, with um, general and upkeep. That's right. And, and that's kind of where, if you break it down like that over the long term, most of them, no one's going to disagree with you that those are true costs that have to be incurred mm. at some stage. Just because they don't happen in this year doesn't mean they, they mm. don't happen at some stage. So, mm. that's, that's, I think this ties into a... A whole category of things that are a real um, bugbear of mine, which is yeah, calling things calling things by by a different name than, than what they really are. You know, people say oh, depreciation; it's it's a phantom expense. No, it isn't. No, it is not. It is not a phantom expense. It really exists. You will have to come up with that money at some stage. Yeah. You, you can't you can't just say, "Oh, it's a tax deduction; it's not an expense." It's just not the case at all. Yeah. So, so really, when you look at it, if you're weighing up and analysing what the what the income is or what the return is on a rental property that you yeah. hold, yeah. you actually have to factor in depreciation well, well, this as is, if you're not getting that money. This is exactly you, right. Yeah, um, this is my thing is, you know, you often hear people talk about depreciation as a, as a tax action, as, a, as an advantage to say, well, you know, I'll buy this new car in that example or, you know, more so with rental properties, I'll buy this property, I'll get this tax deduction because I can depreciate the, you know, I can get depreciation. You go, well, if you're going to include the tax advantages of that, you then have to include that depreciation as a real expense. You mm. can't have one without the other. That's not... Yep. Again, the ATO isn't just doing this out of the goodness of their heart. They're not saying no. you get a free deduction for no reason. It's just an accounting measure. So whenever you're, whenever you're looking at any investment, you always want to look at the, the true cost after, after taxes and after expenses. So what we're yep. proposing here is we're not saying don't don't think depreciation doesn't exist as a tax deduction because it does. It does, yeah. But what we're saying is, think of the the true after tax returns on any investment, particularly rental property, but also treat depreciation as a real expense. Yeah, it is a real expense, and um, and you can't even be clever about it. You can't actually even say, not that I think that this exists anyway. I'll be strategic here and I'll buy the property and, and hold it for nineteen years before <laughs> it needs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then but before it needs that yeah. that all that maintenance, and I'll I'll yeah. sell it then. Yeah. Um, look, uh, in doing that, 
So depreciation actually reduces the cost base yeah. for capital gains tax purposes. So again, that example, yeah. I'd pay $700,000 yeah. for a property. Yeah. Um, $300,000 is land. $400,000 is the property, yeah. is, the, is the structure. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm real tricky about this. Yeah, yeah. And so that I don't have to spend... Any money on it. It doesn't exist, but I don't have to spend any money or any major money on this. Yep. Yeah. I'd appreciate that property over... Um, yeah, a period of 19 of years. 19 years. Yeah. Um, let's call it $200,000 is yeah. appreciated by. So when I go to sell the property, if I sell it for $700,000, yeah. what I paid for it, yeah. just to use a simple example, yeah. um, you would think gain. that there is no capital gain. Yeah. There is um, uh, because depreciation, claiming depreciation reduces the cost reduces base. The cost base. Yeah. So um, your capital gain in this case, yeah. if you did claim... Yeah, if you did, it was a ten thousand dollars a year for nineteen years of depreciation, one hundred and ninety thousand dollars. Yep, uh, they would say sale price seven hundred thousand dollars, yep. uh, reduced cost base yep. five hundred and ten thousand dollars. Yep, my capital gain is what I claimed in depreciation. It's one hundred and ninety thousand dollars. Yeah, um, no, that's that's a good point because it's as the old saying: the only the only certainty is a death in taxes. So anytime <laughs> you think that you've completely, you know, completely avoided something, it's, you're probably going to get it on the other side. Yes. So, um, and that, that's, yeah. I guess it's a, like I say a bit of a uh, a thing about being honest about the true cost of these things. It's interesting to me because most of the time, and I mean, obviously we we talk a lot about making contributions into super, but. Yep. Whenever you hear people talking about how depreciation is a really handy way for them to minimise tax, mm. it's it's very rare that they're maxing out their contributions to super but, and picking up that low hanging fruit. So look, they they can't because property just costs you so much money. Yeah, and and people are missing out on actually being most right. of the people that we we'll, see we'll that hold more yeah. than one rental property, yeah. even if they only hold one. Yeah. Um, they're not maxing out their concessional contributions yeah. and superannuation. Yeah, so. that is a true way to double dip the tax system. Um, <laughs> like like I, I said uh, about well, forget what podcast it was. I said there's a magical thing that yeah. that once you retire, yeah, you're gonna, yeah, actually, yeah. you can earn a tax free rate of return. Yeah, draw a tax free income. Draw a tax free income, yeah. and you can claim a tax deduction on the money you put in yeah. leading up to retirement. And we're talking about superannuation here. Yeah. Um, it is a way to effectively double dip the tax system. Yeah. Because well, leading up to my things. retirement, yeah. for every dollar I can put in and claim a tax deduction, yeah. I'm only paying 15% tax versus say 34.5% or 39% yeah. my personal rate of tax. Yeah. And so I'm paying a lower rate of tax and when I get to retirement aged over 60, yeah. um, uh, generally speaking, yeah. unless I've got more than $3.2 million yeah. as a couple, yeah. or $1.6 million each, I'm paying 0% tax on yeah. the return and the and the income that I draw from that. You know, this just magical, made, magical. This made uh, me just think of an analogy. <laughs> we, we think we're so clever where we, we're making these super contributions. And it's so true where you go, why, why would this be available to us? Because... Yeah. The ATO is the Australian government. The Australian government wants you to be a self-funded retiree. Look, so we're, we're sitting here going, we've tricked you, we've minimised this tax. They're the going, government oh, no, doesn't you, know you what... Me. The government is a, a collection of individuals, yep. none of whom know... All of whom want different things. <laughs> none <laughs> of whom collectively know what they want. So no, no, this, for you to sit here and tell me no, that, that telling, you know what the government I'm telling wants. You, so the, example, the analogy I'm going to use here is when, I, when I'm down the park with Winston... And, and we want, I want to take him back towards the car. Yep. 
and I start to tell him that I'm going to chase him and I chase yeah. him for 100 metres towards the car, which is where I wanted to end up anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's what the governments do with That's super contributions. They're going, you can trick us by putting this money into super and you do that over 10 years, over 15 years, makes a huge difference to your retirement savings. I'd, and then you can be a self-funded retiree and the government's gone, well, you tricked me, but now I don't have to pay you seven. I have a different theory. <laughs> My theory is it is where it, it is what it is right now. Yeah. And to change it is yeah. political suicide, yeah, as we saw from the last federal yeah. election. Yeah. So to try and tax retirees anymore. Yeah. Um, or to try and yeah. impose any sort of levy from the current yeah. system. Yeah. Um, was political suicide for the Labor Party in the last election. Yeah. And and to to go into any other election. Yeah, trying and, that again, yeah, I think would be would be ridiculous. Yeah, um, and and I think so. It's probably you know we've been talking about this for half an hour. You, you know, once we are into the side of what we think the government does, yeah. we, <laughs> we've started really solidly with these are facts. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I think it's we're, we're really digressing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but time I, to but, wrap up. But I think the the point, as you just touched on there, the point is it doesn't matter why. It just is. It just is. So. This depreciation, the, the the reason the reason you can claim a deduction for it is because it is a real expense. That yes. just is. You can yes. you can tell yourself any story you want in the same way that we can try and think of why we why the government does this. The rules are the rules. The rules yes. of depreciation are what they are because that is a real cost that is going to be incurred in the future. Yep. The rules of super contributions are what they are. You can claim a deduction from those those concessional contributions that you make. Yeah. They are what they are. It doesn't yeah. matter why. It doesn't matter why. So I guess the, the, the point to wrap up here is really that if, if you're looking at uh, retaining your investment property or buying an investment property and, and you look at that or someone says to your account says, oh, well, you can claim this depreciation. The minute that someone says that you can get a free lunch, you, your warning, warning signs should always go off. And I think this is a good example of one where anytime someone says you get a free tax deduction for no reason, be very concerned and and when it comes to depreciation this is why you get a deduction is because it is a real expense thanks for listening thank you for listening to the money over 50 podcast with lighthouse financial advisors we look forward to catching up again soon